everyone click approve real quick. Maybe you guys can on uh take off your camera so I can see your face. That'd be appreciated. If not, I'll stare at my my beautiful self. All right, cool. So the topic of today is building how do you build lean muscle without getting fat? All right. So basically we're gonna talk about lean bulking and what that consists of and how how can you actually accomplish that? And then we have a, a side question of how to grow your calves, right? So first and foremost, as far as doing a lean bulk, first, I would recommend all of you guys, which if you are on my one-on-one -on -one coaching mentorship, you know this, we're gonna get you diced, we're gonna get you shredded first and foremost, because we talked about this yesterday, fat compounds. So the more fat you have, the easier it is to get gain fat. So first, what we want to do, if your goal is to build lean muscle, it depends. If you're completely just scrawny and you have no fat or muscle, then we'll just go straight into a lean bulk. But if you have a good 5, 10, 20, 30 pounds of fat, we're going to strip you of that first and foremost so you're ripped and shredded. Then from there, we're going to we're going to basically have you stay there for a couple of weeks to, to stabilize your metabolism. And then from there, we're going to put you into reverse dieting a lean bulk. So if you're scrawny and you have no muscle or no fat, like some of you guys, then we just put you straight into a lean bulk. If you guys have five, 10, 20, 30 pounds of fat to drop, we're going to strip you of that. I think George is a good example. George is not, he, he doesn't have a whole bunch of fat to drop, but he's got some. So we're going to strip him of that fat first and foremost, then we'll get him to reverse dieting, a lean bulk, right? And basically what that looks like after you get done with a severe cut and you just strip all of your body fat, it's incre it's incremental adding percentages, your calories and your carbohydrates every single week or two weeks. Your carbs and your calories are going to be going up a certain percentage every single week, all right, as you're making progress, okay? If you're just going into a lean bulk, it's going to be very similar, right? And we're, I'm going to put you on a certain set of macros, first and foremost, so you're, gonna, you're able to gain weight. Now, what does that kind of look like? Because I don't want to give you guys generalities. Obviously, when you hire me as your coach, some of you guys know this when you are on my coaching program, it's obviously I'm going to give you custom macros, custom meal plan, custom everything. So you're able to get the results you want. Um, so how could you just do this yourself is really just finding out what your base metabolism rate is, right? And so it's your BMR, right? And that's your base metabolism rate basically means how many calories your body needs to maintain the same weight. So let's say you're 170 pounds and you calculate your BMR, which is going to be a calculation of like how much you walk, how active you are during the day, how many days you work out, your age, your sex, um, all of these different factors that play into your BMR, which there's lots of different calculators online that you can kind of get a good idea of what it is but honestly none of these calculators are guaranteed you because you are unique so you're going to have to figure out on your own to some degree right you're going to have to oh that you put put all of your information to a macro calculator you see that you're going to need roughly let's say you're 170 pounds you're going to need 2000 calories to maintain your weight okay and then you might play around with that for a couple of weeks or a month or something and realize you might need a little bit more, a little bit less than that, depending, right? The macro calculators aren't perfect. 
but let's just say it was you're 170 pounds and you need 2000 calories a day just to maintain your body weight. Okay. What we're going to slowly start doing is increasing your calories and carbs over time. Right. Um, but really in reality, that's why I focus on body composition because you actually don't even need to be in a calorie surplus to build muscle. You could George for is a great example. George in a deficit shredding fat is going to be building muscle because you don't need to necessarily be in a calorie surplus, meaning putting on weight in order to build muscle. You actually can build muscle and lose fat at the same time. So a good example would be if you're 170 pounds and you, you're 170 pounds, you drop five pounds of body fat. So you would be 165, right? But you drop five pounds of body fat and you build five pounds of muscle. And guess what? You're going to stay at the same exact weight, 170, but you're going to have five more pounds of muscle and five less pounds of fat. You're going to be the same weight, but you're going to be leaner and you're going to have more muscle mass. So that's body recomposition, right? Um, it's also possible for you to lose weight and build muscle at the same time. So it'd be the same example. You're at 180. This is more, this is more with people who are decently overweight. So somebody who's like 200 pounds and then goes from 200 to 190. So drops 10 pounds, but he dropped 10 pounds, but he actually gained, let's say five pounds of muscle. So really he dropped 15 pounds of fat and gained five pounds of muscle. So ultimately he lost 10 pounds overall, but 15 pounds was fat, but, and then he also gained five pounds of muscle. Now, what are the different processes that go into building muscle? It's your training, it's your nutrition, and it's your recovery. Okay, supplements can help. Obviously, if you do drugs, that helps. So there's a lot of people who do drugs. And if you don't plan on doing drugs, don't take advice from, you know, uh, social media influencers or guys that are obviously on drugs because they're in a different ballgame. They don't need to do that. They they actually react differently to different training they, they have a lot of different advantages. That's why the drug, the drugs help out a lot of that, but for everyone who's natural, which I assume everyone here is just like myself, you, it's just these three factors. It's training, nutrition, and recovery, sleep, right? How do you recovery wise, uh, it, it, recovery wise, it doesn't matter exactly when I say recovery, the thing about overtraining, okay, that's a completely different question, but a whole thing about overtraining, there's no such thing as overtraining. There's such thing as lack of recovery, okay? So you could train seven days a week for two hours a day and work like a dog and just crush the weights and get huge. But guess what? Your recovery, your rest, your sleep, your nutrition has to be optimized and primed for that, right? So for you guys who aren't, then you'd have to train less. So as far as like rest days, I would say one day a week is good. You could do more than one day a week, right? It, but it isn't so much like uh, I can recommend you how many days necessarily you should rest a week. It's more so it depends on where your nutrition's at, where your training is at, and where your, your sleep is at, right? Because if you're sleeping only five hours a night, your training should be very little. But if you're sleeping nine hours a day, you could train two hours a day, seven days a week. If your nutrition's on point and you're sleeping eight, nine hours a day, you could be hitting the gym seven days a week, right? But if you're not, then you want to like balance that. It's a yin-yang balance of how much you're actually exerting and how much you're recovering from that. 
So when it comes to building muscle, you need these three things. You need your training optimized, your nutrition optimized, and your recovery optimized. So recovery is not only sleep. Yes, it's rest days. It's what you're doing when you're not in the gym. Basically, anything that you're doing at, when you're not actually training is recovery. Okay. So this includes supplementation. This includes what you're doing rest of your days. Are you doing hard labor? Are you exerting yourself in a lot of different ways? Well, that's going to play into your recovery. Okay. It also is going to determine your quality of sleep as well as your quantity, right? Because quality is just, if not more important than quality or quantity. Quality is more than, is more important than quantity of sleep. Okay. So you can actually increase the quality of your sleep sleep and that's going to affect how much muscle you put on so recovery is huge training is huge i went over this on uh, my last podcast and youtube video basically there's two main factors you need to focus on in training which is progressive overload and time under meaningful tension we've talked about this before basically every single workout every single week you need to be lifting more either more weight or more reps okay you need to be seeing some sort of improvement if week after week Month after month, you're lifting the same amount of weight for the same amount of reps. You will not build muscle at all. You actually have to force the muscle to grow. With that being said, some of you guys, if this is your first serious year of actually training and hitting the weights and working out, you're going to experience this thing called newbie gains, which basically means if you just look at a weight, you're going to put on muscle. All right. If you just do random workouts, you'll most likely put on muscle doesn't mean you'll put on the most amount of muscle, but you're going to put on muscle because put on muscle because your body is going to respond to the stimulus, the training that you're doing because you have no experience with training. Now, the longer that you train, the longer that you work out, the more accustomed and used to your body gets more used to weightlifting. So it's actually requires much more for you to put on muscle, right? It requires much more structure and optimization to build on lean muscle. All right. So first and foremost is progressive overload, meaning basically every single week, every single month, you're lifting more weight or you're doing more reps with the same amount of weight. So let's say um, a month ago, you could bench press a 150 for three reps, but a month later, now you can do 150 for six. That's progressive overload. You will be building more muscle. Okay. Time under meaningful tension basically means how, how long is this muscle, whatever muscle you're training, is under tension that's meaningful? A good example is you could walk for days and you won't build big quads. You won't build big calves. You won't, you won't, okay? Because it's not meaningful enough, right? It needs to be, he- the muscles respond to load, right? So you, if you want to put on muscle mass, you're going to have to put on a heavier stimulus than walking for days or running marathons, right? You could look at marathon runners, they run 20, 24 miles. Those guys aren't huge because their body is built for endurance. Endurance doesn't build b- bigger muscles, right? So you have to have that mu- muscle under te- meaningful tension. So heavy, heavy tension. So a good example would be, let's say you're squatting and you could squat two, 225, two plates. And you could do that, um, let's say for 10 reps. Now, your goal, instead of lifting more weight, your goal might be, okay, I'm actually going to continue to hit 225 for 10 reps, but now I'm going to slow the range of motion down. I'm going to instead of go down, up, down, up, down, up, I'm going to go down, one, two, three, pause, 
up one two three down one two three pause up one two three you're putting your the muscle is going to be under tension for a longer amount of time with 225 pounds not with your body weight your body weight might be fine in the beginning if you're a newbie but as you you know if you want to get serious gains you're gonna have to put more and more weight on yourself so you're going to be able to squat you know 150 or 100 pounds, 135, then 155, then 185, then 225. But you're slowing down the range of motion to, to cause the muscle to adapt by putting the muscle under more time under tension. So you're increasing the time under tension, if that makes sense. Also, a third tip would be exercise selection. There is optimal, uh, there is optimal exercises for muscle growth. A good example would be A good example would be, depending on your body type, bent, like flat bench press isn't the most optimal movement to build your chest because of the range of motion, because of the strength curve, because of all of these scientific terms I'm not going to go into for you guys to understand at this moment. But basically, because the because it's a barbell and it's a fixed, it's a fixed uh, bar, right? You can't change the angle, right? You're not going to get the optimal amount of stretch on the chest, right? And you're not going to get the optimal amount of contraction, which a muscle is a stretch and a contraction. That's what you're doing. So there is more optimal muscle, optimal movements versus the bench press. And then also there's different strength curves too. So a good example would be a dumbbell flat bench press is going to be superior to a flat barbell bench press for the most part for most individuals when it comes to building the chest muscle. That's just a good example right there. So there is exercise selection also will help you build more muscle as well. That's the training. Is there any questions regarding the training before I go into the nutrition? Just because I've been talking a lot. Is there any questions regarding the training? No? Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I had a question. Yeah. So, um, so the workouts that I'm doing, they take like, 20 minutes or they take 30 minutes is there a reason why because i know that your testosterone is good enough for 45 minutes well testosterone doesn't have anything to do with it first and foremost second for the uh for the challenge um for anyone joining the program really mm -hmm. you start off slow and you build up from there because uh, okay. it's, just, it's just like um it's just the same thing when i start people on a cut they're like, man, I, I shouldn't be eating this much or whatever. It's like, you're going to continue to go down, down, down in calories. Mm -hmm. Be grateful that I'm giving you the opportunity to enjoy yourself for two more weeks before I kill you. <laughs> or the same thing with training. Oh, I'm only working out three days for 15 minutes. Cool. And then it will be 30 minutes. And then it will be 45 minutes. Then it will be an hour. Then it's going to be five sets. And it's going to be, then it's going to be supersets. And it's going to be, then there we're going to add in all these other things that make the workouts more intense, to squeeze more juice out of it, to progress you, right? So you're mm -hmm. going to progress over time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for sure. So that's training guys, nutrition, when it comes to building muscle, building lean muscle, that's the main thing when it comes to building lean muscle, right? Is a dirty bulk versus a lean bulk. Basically a dirty bulk means you eat whatever you want. You don't care. And you're just working out and you're trying to get swole. Well, you're going to get fat and you're going to gain 10, 20, 30 pounds and that's okay.
But when it comes to getting, if you want to stay lean, you want to still be able to see your abs and, and, and not have to gain a whole bunch of body fat that you're going to have to lose later on. And you want to stay lean year round. What you're going to have to do is be more disciplined when it comes to your calories and macros. So you have your BMR, your base metabolism rate, right? How many calories you need to eat every single day to be in a lean bulk. You just need to be eating two to 300 calories more than that. So if your base metabolism rate is 2000, you'd be eating 2,300 calories a day, right? To be in a lean bulk. The main thing is eating one gram of protein per body pound. So if you're 170, that's 170 grams for 200, that's 200 grams, right? Being in the slight calorie surplus, 200 to 300 calories um, is going to be a, allow you to be in a lean bulk. Um, and you continue to be there until you plateau. And then you continuously raise your calories from there. Because as you as you raise your calories, as you gain weight, your base metabolism rate is going to is going to increase. So that means you're going to have to increase your calories over time as well when you plateau. Um, that's the main thing when it comes to nutrition. As far as staying lean, you need it's the same thing as your cutting. You got to eat whole foods. You got to cut the bull crap. You can't be eating processed food or fast food. You have to be tracking your macros. You have to be hitting your macros. It's the same exact philosophy for when you're shredding fat. Except for now, you get to eat more calories and carbs. When you're shredding fat, your calories and carbs are way low versus when you're in a lean bulk, you're eating more calories and carbs. Your protein is relatively to the relatively the same. In fact, when you're cutting, your protein is higher than when you're bulking because that's a whole different conversation. But that's that's what, it, what when it comes to lean bulk, that's your nutrition. When it comes to your sleep, your recovery, I already went over that no less than six hours of sleep. If you want to put on as much muscle as possible, no less than six hours of sleep, um, preferably would be between seven and nine, right? That's for qual quantity. For quality, you want to continuously figure out how to increase the quality of your sleep. And then that's also like, what are you doing? Rest of the days, you will make more gains. Because I know like George, for example, if you work like a labor job or you're on your feet all day, walking thousands and thousands of steps, that will affect your recovery. And that will affect your gains and actually will affect your fat loss. So uh, the best you can, depending on your lifestyle and what, what you got going on, you kind of want to uh, figure out how you can recover more when you're out of the gym. How can you rest more? How can you not exert yourself so much physically when you're out of the gym? And that's going to allow you to build more muscle because your body's going to be able to focus on building muscle instead of recovering from all the other activities you're doing. And then supplements is a good thing about that as well. That will help increase your uh, your recovery. Does that all make sense, guys? Yep. Cool. Yeah. Any, 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 any other questions regarding the building lean muscle? Yeah, so I do, um, I do take this shake. It's not like a protein shake, but it's like, it, it gives me more calories and more protein, but I mean, obviously it has a lot of sugar in it, a lot of total or a lot of fat. How recommended is that? I'm just trying to up my calories. Yeah, not for, for a lean bulk, probably not a mass gainer in some shape or form is going to, is going to bulk you up really only useful for people who are undisciplined or lack time, I guess, or resources to be able to gain those, get those calories from whole foods, right? 
Um, because yeah, the mass gainers in some shape or form, if it's a, some shape or form of a mass gainer, high in fat, high in carbs, high in starch, high in, high in calories, um, will help you reach your calorie goal, but it will make you soft and will make you put on more fat than you would like versus if you're going to get the same amount of calories from whole foods. So I'd be wary about doing a whole bunch of shakes and stuff like that. I've done them before. I've done them before and I gained a lot of weight, but I gained a crazy amount of fat. Okay. Thanks, man. Is there any other questions? Cool. Baby calves. I mean, you you will get decent calves from playing basketball, from doing boxing, from doing jump rope, like Paul said. You'll get fit calves, but you won't get big calves. I guarantee my calves are way bigger than Paul's, and Paul can do two hours of boxing every day. And I only train calves once a week, and my calves are huge. All right? And because there is a difference between fast twitch and slow twitch muscle, muscle fibers, you'll notice a lot of athletes um boxers basketball players for example i used to be a basketball player as you guys know i can still dunk if you haven't seen um still got it used to be a basketball superstar so i know about this type of stuff even runners right you'll develop decent calves from running biking swimming you'll develop fit calves so there is a difference between fit calves if you just want fit calves no calves fit calves or big calves no calves come because you don't do anything. You don't run. You don't train your calves. You don't do boxing. You don't play basketball. You have no calves. Fit calves come from a ridiculous amount of jump rope, boxing, basketball, running, jumping, just all the time. You're going to develop fit calves. They're not going to be huge, but they're going to be defined and they're going to be hard. Cool. If you want big calves, that's going to come from just like any other muscle, training the calves, getting volume in, lifting heavy, full range of motion, time under tension, progressive overload, everything I already talked about, but focusing on the calves. And if it is a lacking muscle body part for you, then you just got to hit it harder. You got to take it more serious. Right? I do. Me, I have huge calves. For three months, I did calves every day. I did 10 sets of calves every day for three months. This is about a year ago. And my calves blew up. But now for the last like year, uh, I've only trained calves maybe twice a week max, but normally only once a week for about four to six sets, uh, heavy as I possibly can go, full range of motion, relatively slow, full stretch, full squeeze, right? We're not like, we're not doing no bunny jumping, bum, 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 like oh, calf, calf, calf raise, calf raise. We're not doing none of that. That's some bull crap. That's some bull crap. Might as well do some jump rope if you're just going to be doing calf races like super fast, like boom, 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 boom. No, you go full stretch. Full squeeze, full stretch, full squeeze, as heavy as possible for four to six sets of 10 to 20 reps. And that's going to help you build more mass. And then you can try it. It worked for me doing the 10 sets of calves every day for three months. That probably gave I probably gained two inches on my calves, which is a lot. And then also doing heavy, doing heavy, heavy legs, like heavy squats, heavy deadlifts, Leg curls, all that stuff builds your calves as well. Does it make sense? 
Cool. Any yeah. Other yeah. Any other questions, guys? Um, is there any good workouts for your knees? What do you mean, like the actual knee joint? Yeah, I think I don't. Well, I think my knees are weaker, just because I, in high school, I squatted a lot instead of actually, you know, working on everything. I was just working on my thighs. I would I would say it's probably not it's probably not like a weakness of your knees because that's more of a physical therapy question and that's normally only really relative to like if you're actually dealing with knee injuries. If you feel like you have weak knees, normally if you feel like your knees hurt, it's normally because of bad form, mainly because of bad form or you're doing yeah you're doing the exercise wrong, right? It's not about okay. building the knee; it's about building all the because your joints you're not like you're building your joints and your ligaments as you're lifting heavy weight but you're, you're building the muscle around the joints, right? So you build your quads, you build your hamstrings, you build your glutes, you build your calves, you build all the surrounding muscles around those bigger muscle groups. That's going to actually like, you're not going to have knee problems because the 10, and then that's why form is important because if you have crappy form, then instead of lifting with your quads or your hamstrings, you'll be lifting with your knee joint. And that's how you're going to tear something. So you got to make sure your forms your forms on point. And okay. a, a good example, a good example is they're called sissy squats. Look up normal squats versus sissy squats. Sissy squats, I guess, is a good example. Are normally you do them with body weight. It's very, uh, I want to say, dangerous exercise, but it is dangerous compared to our normal squat because what you're doing is you're putting all the tension on your knee and your and your quad versus just your quad and your glutes and your hamstrings so a sissy squat you basically tie up your 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 feet so your knee goes over your foot like this much right and then you're keeping all the tension on your knee and your and your quad right um traditionally for all of your knees over toes exercises squats lunges everything you're doing you actually want to keep your weight on your heels and make sure that your knees never go over your toes or past your toes. Because what that means is you're not sitting back enough. You're you're not putting you're not sitting back enough with your glutes and your hips, and you're leaning too forward, and that puts way more tension on your knee, which isn't good for your knee. And then also, instead of training your glutes and your quads like you you want to, you're putting more of that weight on your knee. And that's not what you're trying. You're not trying to get big knees. You're not trying to, and you're not going to get big knees. You're going to rip, you're going to destroy your knee. That's what you're going to do. Right. So that's why you have to sit back on your exercises and make sure that your, your knees don't go over your toes. Because if it's not, if it is to the degree that your knees are going over, your, your knees are going over your toes, the more tension you're putting on your knee joint. And that ultimately can lead to injury. <laughs> Now, so it could come from a lack of range of motion. From it either could come from not actually mastering the movement, or it can come from being too tight in your hips and your legs, where you have terrible range of motion. So you actually have to. That's how you. If you're going to squat low, that's what you have to do, right? So it could be mobility. It could be a flexibility and mobility issue, or it could just be not. Uh, understanding how to actually do the movement properly or a combination of both. So you want to, 
you want to make sure you have the, you know how to do the the form correctly. And then if you are still having trouble doing it correctly, it could be because you're too tight and you don't have the proper flexibility and mobility to perform the ex the exercise correctly, which is fine. You just got to do a variation of that exercise. Like a good a good example, if you can't for some reason go all the way down on your squats, then you could just do a box squat. And, and then traditionally lower down the box until you have the flex flexibility, mobility to do a full squat. Make sense? Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Any last minute questions, guys? Or does that all make sense? No, it makes sense. Makes sense. Awesome, guys. We'll crush rest of your uh, weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Meal prep tomorrow. Make sure you get your meal prepping in. Prepare for success for the week. Prepare your mindset. Prepare to devour all of your goals next week. And uh, I'll see you guys on Monday for Monday Motivation. You guys can let me know if you have any questions. Never hesitate to reach out to me. And all of you guys, I expect you to be posting in the Facebook group every single day to motivate each other to crush all of your goals. So make sure you're posting in the Facebook group every day. Um, if you guys ever post, your workouts, make sure to tag me um, on, on Facebook or Instagram. Make sure you have to tag me because I love to see you guys crushing it. And plus, you know, that helps me get my brand out there. And then uh, one last thing, guys, is when you're going into this next week, oh, Sunday, tomorrow, all of you guys need to check in. If you haven't filled out the coaching app or the coaching form, right, the, the, the track your progress, make sure you fill that out tonight. Okay, so we can track your progress and make sure you upload your body weight, your waistline measurements, and your progress photos. Because what you track, you can measure, and what you can measure, you can improve. And if we don't track your progress photos, we don't track your weight, if we don't track your waistline, we have no idea if you're making progress or not. And guess what? If you, we don't know, you probably aren't. So that's why it's so important for you guys to track your progress every single week. So upload your, your, your progress photos, front, relax, side, like this with your arms up. And then back, relax. And if you can't get somebody to take pictures of you, just put your phone up, prop it up on like the bathroom and take a video and then screenshot it. All right. And then upload it in the app. Okay. You just click the plus sign and then you click photos and you can upload it and then put in your weight and put in your waistline measurement. That way we can see if you're making progress or not. All right. Because if you're crushing the program and you're not making progress, that means I need to modify the program for you. But if you're not making progress and you're not following the program to a T, it means we need to get your ass to follow the program to a T. All right. So, but if we don't know if you're making progress or not, because you're not tracking your progress, then we don't know what's going on. All right. So let's make sure all of you guys fill out the form and then upload your progress photos, your weight and your waistline, your waistline measurement. All right. Make sense, guys. All right. Yep. Message me yeah. if you have any questions. All, all right. right. Guys. Have a I wonderful weekend. Have a good, wonderful weekend. God bless. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. God bless. Bye.